0: Welcome to the Cyber Evolution Podcast. Conversations about all things cybersecurity. And more specifically, how you can start your new career in this booming industry. Welcome everybody to the Cyber Evolution Podcast. I'm Adam Hewitt, CEO of Cyber Evolution, and today I'm joined by Cameron Bell. Cameron is one of our senior career consultants here. Cameron, how are you going?
1: Good, excited to be here. How about yourself, man?
0: Very well, thank you. Now um, For those who don't know about Cyber Revolution, we are Australia's only dedicated cybersecurity training and placement institute. So we basically specialize in giving people the right skills and helping them find and land their first entry-level job in cybersecurity. Now, this episode is just episode number two of the podcast. We've just started it. And the reason we did start this podcast is we've now been helping hundreds of people Over the past few years, get into cybersecurity, upskill. And over the past few years, and even today, we keep hearing, and especially you, Cameron, we keep speaking to people that want to change careers. They want to land their first job in cybersecurity, but they have absolutely (laughs) no idea about the industry at all. None whatsoever. Right. And so it is a little bit of a mysterious industry. So the point of the podcast is to break down some common barriers some misconceptions and really just educate people on what cybersecurity is and how you can land your first job in the industry. So today's topic is the top five misconceptions about entry-level cybersecurity jobs. And I've brought Cameron in for this topic specifically because you probably have spoken to more people almost in the country, right, over the past (laughs) year or so. In yeah. regards to helping people learn about cybersecurity, speaking to people that want to get into the industry. Um, yeah. And you hear all these, you hear these misconceptions all the time. There are a lot, but what we've done and what you've done, Cameron, is narrow them down to five. So let's go through them. Misconception number one. What mm-hmm. actually is an entry-level cybersecurity job? I'm going to hand this one over to you, Cameron.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, we tend to get this one quite a bit. And like what we have found over the years, speaking to like thousands and thousands of people, is that like a lot of people don't really know what an entry level role is. Often we'll see people then applying for roles like you know, penetration tester, like ethical hacker, senior cybersecurity analyst. But like those aren't entry level roles, those are mid level roles,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. They're kind of like the cool sounding jobs, right? Everyone's once they see like Mr.
1: Robot, right? Like,
0: yeah, exactly. Every ethical hacker or Cyber, senior cybersecurity consultant, right? Yeah. And they're, you know, they're the ones that you see on the job boards everywhere. They're the more um, publicized roles and glorified roles, I guess you'd say. Yeah, but yeah. there are so many more what we call entry-level roles that people should be applying for. More so like a, an incident analyst, incident responder, um, mm-hmm. you know, associate level SOC analyst. We've got all yeah. of those associate programs that we run for, mm-hmm. um, you know, our students through our employees of choice obviously. Exactly right. Yep. Yep. So, uh, I mean, like, wh- why do you think that might be in regards to um, that, that misconception? Like, do you think it is just a, an education thing or, what, what, what do you feel? What's the reason for
1: that? Uh, I think it's just a, a lack of education, right? Because a lot of these people they don't actually know like what those entry level roles are. They just see these big ones. They think they can start this. Maybe they've even had their lecturer tell them that like you know with their master's degree they can become like an ethical hacker or penetration tester right off the bat, which yeah. isn't isn't really realistic. You need to get a little bit of experience first through more of these entry level roles, then you'll be promoted up to those points as well, right? That's a big part of it. Just not yeah. really knowing what's there.
0: That is, that is huge. Actually, it's a good point that we we get you know we obviously help with career changes but we help a lot of university students they'll come to us after spending 3 to 4 years at uni 60,000 dollars on their master's, <laughs> like a master's degree, degree right yeah and they'll be like okay i've applied for jobs for the past few months and i haven't gotten anywhere mm-hmm. and you'll go you yeah, know okay tell us tell us about what jobs you've applied for <laughs> and they'll list those pen tests ethical hacker yeah and go well those roles need at least 2 to 3 years experience so of course yeah. you're not that's why you're not getting a response back let alone you know, getting to the interview process like a, or, or a job
1: offer, offer right? Like, like yeah. just you're just not ready for those roles yet, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, cool. So it's an education thing, right? This is these are the roles much, you yeah. need to be applying for, and then you need to tailor your application around those roles. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly right. Perfect. Okay. Uh, misconception number two: Do you need, and this flows in pretty well, actually. Do you yeah, need yeah. Uh, a university degree to land a job mm-hmm. in cybersecurity?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a big thing that comes up and a lot of people that I speak to, like some, some people even changing careers, they're considering doing like a, a bachelor's degree or spending like all this money doing a master's degree, right? But like what a lot of people don't understand about cybersecurity is that like a lot of the bachelor's degrees, a lot of the master's degrees, like they're, like they're very theory based, but they don't actually teach the students the practical skills to perform the job. And what this has led to is like right now there's hundreds, if not thousands of these master students who, who can't land a job yet because they lack the practical skills. And we've yep. got guys, right? Like, you know, like plumbers, concretes, electricians, you know, and yeah. even nurses too, who've done a six month certification and they get hired ahead of those master students because they've learned the practical skills, right? It's, it's a difference between like, if we're looking at... The kitchen, right? Like you're choosing between employing somebody who's spent two years reading recipes, or somebody who spent six months in the kitchen. Like who is more ready and more prepared to perform the job? The person with the practical skills,
0: right? Definitely, yeah. The practical skills is a big one. Look, and university—nothing wrong with getting having a university degree, right? Like Mm. it is subject to your lifestyle. If you can afford to, you know go to university, spend three years studying full-time to get your, your degree and your master's degree, mm-hmm. then, You know, then great, there's, there's a, um, you'll get some outcomes there, right? But also what we find is when we speak to our employers of choice, if a university student is coming up against a career changer um, for the one role, mm-hmm. often they'll pick the career changer because they've got some professional experience. Pretty much, yeah. Transferable skills. Whereas university students are typically people that are school leavers. I don't have any experience in the, like you know, the haven't real worked world. before,
1: right? Like yeah, yeah,
0: haven't worked before. Don't know how to conduct themselves potentially in a you know a corporate environment or a professional environment. And so these employers of choice are saying, you know what, you can take those, those transferable skills, team be, team building skills, communication skills, and bring them across into you know the cybersecurity mm-hmm. game. Then often they're getting the nod ahead of the university student. Exactly right. Yep. Well, and obviously the you know the career change has only been able to spend six months of studying as opposed to three yeah. years of studying <laughs> full time. Right? Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Uh, right. On to number three: Is it going to be too technically challenging mm-hmm. in regards to the study or in regards to the role? Yeah. I might I might kick this one off. Nice. Um, because it is one that we get quite a fair bit. Uh, and I speak to a lot of our employees of choice you know, all of the time. And so, um, you know, there is a huge, this is a huge misconception Misconception in the industry is that to be a cybersecurity professional, you need to be a computer genius. <laughs> like, yeah. you, know, I mean, you know, that old school, um, you know, image of someone in the corner, in a dark room, wearing a hoodie, typing away, doing all this yeah. coding and programming. That does exist in cybersecurity, but it's a very small part of it. Very, right? very niche, right? Very niche area, exactly. So um, all you need to do, there's, there's no coding, no programming. You're not going to be doing that in your entry-level role. All you need to do and all our employers of choice want are people that can do the basics well, right? Brilliant to we- the
1: basics, right?
0: Exactly. Yep. Don't That whole saying of, you know, um, jack of all trades, master of none, I think people fall under that. They, they'll try and study everything or learn a little bit about a lot. If you know the core areas, you know, in basic in IT, um, Mm -hmm. learn the right skills in in networking, security and analytics, and you know that well, Mm -hmm. that's like a building block, right? Once you know those core components, get your feet into the industry, and then build your skills from there. Build them up,
1: right? And it's very much a team-based environment as well, right? So if you have like a sp- particular set of skills, there's going to be others around to support you through that pathway too. And yep. like, we, we've got guys, right, who've been in cybersecurity for more than 10 years, more than a decade, and mm. and they don't know how to code, right? Because when yep. it comes to these roles that are very, very technical, they require coding is is in like a very niche area like application security, right? And right. they typically you don't need to code from the beginning. You just need to get those basic skills, focus on the fundamentals, and then they'll train you internally if you need those skills.
0: Yeah, yep, exactly. And some people like the coding and program pathway. Yeah. That's why we have you know, that rigorous consultation before we bring on any student. You go, mm. Okay, what do you enjoy? What don't you enjoy? We try and be really clear on the way they learn, what outcomes, what roles they're potentially going to be best for before they start studying.
1: So we can understand like like their career trajectory, like their career path and really where they want to be. So they're going to be in a long-term career, right?
0: Yep. Yep. Exactly right. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, number four, uh, is it going to be a high stress environment? I might let you tackle this one.
1: Yeah. So I, I get this a lot, especially from people who have like no IT experience, like no cybersecurity experience, right? It's like They think that the cybersecurity is gonna be our high stress environment. It's just gonna be like there's this one single person that's protecting Westpac or protecting a business, right? But the way it works is that like in any industry you work in, be it construction, healthcare, or even retail, is gonna be stressful if you don't have the right skills to perform the job. Because any job Hmm. will be stressful if you don't know what you're doing. But if you get those key fundamentals down, you get those basics down, stress and cybersecurity, you just respond, you just act. And and that's a big part of it as well.
0: Yeah, definitely right. I think the, yeah, the big thing there is um, have confidence in your skills. If you're confident in your skills, yeah, any role is going to be a little bit stressful. But if you don't know the skills, then it's going to be a lot, a lot more stressful, right? <laughs> exactly um, right. right. Yeah. And then yeah, you've got you know so the, the amount of the amount that the government's investing and our employers of choice are investing into this space, into the cybersecurity space, mm-hmm. you're going to be supported and you're going to have a huge team. Um, supporting you as well, which I think is, is really important. That, that's exactly a big right. one. People probably don't understand that um, cyber security, it's not just the, 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 a company's a huge company's network is not just going to be reliant on a couple of people in a, in a room. No right? way. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, a, it's a team game. Um, mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. And the last one, number five, do I need to have IT experience for a cybersecurity role? Okay, so I'll, um, I'll kick this one off again. Obviously, the answer is, is no, right? And the, the, reason yeah. that it, the reason that it is is because um, the need for cyber professionals within Australia is, is so massive, okay? It's We're finding our employees of choice are saying, you know, give us more students. Give us more students of yours to, for us to be able to interview. Because at the moment, for every 10 jobs available in cybersecurity, only three are being filled. Mm-hmm. So in the past, you know, potentially for other industries, um, organisations can be pretty picky on who they choose. For entry-level roles, they can say, no, you need two years experience or you need all of these certifications or a degree. When it comes to cyber, and you and I speak to our employees of choice all the time, yeah. they just want the people with the right basic skills and are going to be a good cultural fit for their business.
1: Exactly right. Like like a lot of these people as well, these people come from different industries. They're going to bring in a lot of managerial leadership skills, teamwork skills as well that they can then bring on board with companies. Like for example, a lot of our employers of choice, they actually prefer people who come from different industries because like you're going to start off with a blank slate. They can mold you to be the exact employee they want and they don't have to overcome like all these bad habits you may have built from all these other different businesses. They can mold you exactly the way they need you. And yep. that's really one of the biggest reasons why you don't really
0: need experience. That's, re- that's a really good point, actually. Somebody who thinks they've got an old way of doing things. Yeah. Like, no, this is how I set up you know, my, my IT hardware or... You know, software, etc. If you've got an IT background, whereas you come to them with a clean slate, you're you are actually a blank canvas. Exactly. To learn the whole process from you know from start to finish. Um, and as you're right, you know, as you said before, transferable skills is a massive one. That that is the thing that we hear all of the time, and they're so unique. I mean, I'll I'll tell you probably one of the more unique transferable skills we heard not long ago. One of our career consultants. Was helping one of our students apply for uh, his first cybersecurity job, yeah. And he is a drone pilot um, at the, at an airport. He does like security drone flying at an airport.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Think about that. He's, like,
0: he's like, I'm a dro- I'm a drone pilot. How can I have any transferable skills from that into cybersecurity? So organized a career session for him. Sat down. Um, and the two of them kind of put their heads together and go, great, let, let's figure this out and how we can we tailor your application for this role. And what was found through that exploration was that he works at an airport, which is a high security environment. Every day he follows very strict security procedures to be able to work at that airport, flying within the area um, and just making sure that day to day he ticks all of those boxes from a security procedure perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, wait a second, that is pretty much... The same thing within cybersecurity. If you can yeah. show someone that you have the discipline and the skills to follow security procedures, then that's going to fit really well, right? And transfer mm. that into into his application. So those transferable skills are everywhere. You just have to, you know, have to know where to look. Exactly right. Wait, right, that's that's pretty much it. They're the top, yeah. the top five. There are a lot of misconceptions. I'm sure that you you hear a bunch of them, but they're yep. they're the top five, right?
1: Exactly right. We've covered the best ones.
0: Great, great. Okay, well, um, look, guys, I hope this one is just a shorter podcast. As I said, we will be running more and more of these um, in the months to come. I hope everyone took a little bit of value from that. If you did, please like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Um, and we'll be, bring, we'll be bringing more of these educational podcasts in the next few months. Um, if you did like it and you want to know more about our job placement program, how we train and place our students into our employers of choice. All you need to do is head to www.cyberrevolution.com.au. You can leave your details there and somebody from the team, potentially even Cameron, will reach out to you. Maybe. Thanks for listening, guys.
1: Cheers, guys.